Good morning, good people, and welcome back to the Black Girl Budget Podcast. I am your host, Nikki J, and today we have a special guest joining us. Her name is Nia Bowman, aka the Shmoney Coach. She is a public speaker, financial educator, author, workshop facilitator, and community advocate. After graduating college, Nia eliminated a toxic debt relationship of $20,000 in just 16 months. Like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this in just 16 months, y'all. Nia is now striving to use community learning and financial education to abolish intergenerational poverty for the younger black and brown generation. She started the Shmoney Coach at the beginning of the pandemic to help her community financially transition into early adulting, which we all need help with adulting. (laughs) She has helped over 15 people improve their financial health and achieve their goals And she has taught over 100 people live masterclasses through workshops with local organizations, colleges, programs, and small businesses, both in person and virtually. In the beginning of 2022, Nia wrote her first financial educational ebook titled Young, Black, and Gifted Wish Money to provide an all-inclusive, affordable guide focused on improving financial health in early adulthood. Nia, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Hey everyone. Hey Nikki. That sounded so crazy like to hear it out loud. <laughs> like, wow, you've been busy, girl. I just, you know, I'm blessed. I'm very, very much appreciative of, you know, what this morning has to bring to me, being able to wake up because we are going through a very crazy time when it comes to mental health. So yes. thankful that I have that under wraps, thankful that my physical health is good, and thankful that I have, you know, our community to keep us going and flowing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're so right. Um, I feel like we're semi coming out of the pandemic, but not really, but it's, it's like, it kind of depends on where you are in the economy and in the country that kind of determines how you feel. But I think what you mentioned is so important. Like your mental health is really important. So thank God that we woke up today and, you know, in our right mind and feeling good. Um, I'm very excited to talk about um, credits and credit cards and credit rewards, because um, I know you're going to have some really good information for us today. So let's just jump right into it. So you're the Shmoney Coach, and, and you guys, you have to follow her on Instagram. She has a really good content. I want to know, what is Shmoney? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people know Shmoney. Let me first go backtrack. I'm from New York, if y'all can't tell from my <laughs> accent right now. Um, So the way that we talk about money in New York is like, you know, it's that hush money, it's that illegal money, you mm. know, from Young M.A., Cardi B, you know, that's how it's been socialized. But like, I took money and kind of did my own spin on it. And it's secret money. You know, the things that we're not taught that you can actually either improve your spending power or improve like your overall just like money altogether. So things like um, you know, saving money on your interest when it comes to credit card debt, that's a form of money because you're no longer paying that. Being able to get dividends from like, you know, your stocks, that's a form of money because you ain't had to work for that. Mm-hmm. Credit card rewards is a form of money because that is money that you don't have to work for and it has spending power. So just different ways to make sure that you are increasing your purchasing power, especially during a high inflationary time right now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I love that. Cause I, so when I first, uh, I remember when I first came across your page, all I could think of was Cardi B. Cause like, <laughs> that was, when I tell you, I was blasting that song on the way to work every <laughs> single day. But, um, but I love how you put it. It's really making sure that you are 
keeping that money that you don't have to work for, or at least saving that money that you don't have to. I feel like sometimes we just kind of be throwing money out the window because we don't know where we can save it. Like you mentioned on credit card interest rates um, or even credit card rewards. So I love that you put your own spin on it because um, we we all love Cardi, right? But I also love that you put your own spin on it. Um, now, my, so I love that you put your own spin on it, but also how did you even come up with your, your brand and your mission? Yeah, so uh, let's time travel back to 2020 when everything <laughs> we thought was going to be great. You right. Know. I, you know, it's so funny to get a little off topic. That New Year's was one of the best New Year's I had. Like, I was like, oh, it's a new decade. It's about to be lit. You know, like, I'm about to actually really enjoy this. I'm making money, mm-hmm. more money than I've ever made in my life. And then, what, three months later, we're like, yeah, life yeah. is changing. <laughs> so in that time, you know, I thought about what my background was. You know, I went to business school and a lot of what business school teaches you is to understand the economy and how the economy is going. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting right on my personal gram and I did a bunch of videos. I was always known for like being outspoken and talking about like just different issues, whether it had to do with economics or just black identity altogether. And I told people, listen, y'all need to save because y'all don't understand that this is about to get real. And then I did a little um, rap series and I talked about this because I'm also a poet as well. And people were like, whoa, like, what are you talking about, Nia? Like, what do we need to be learning about? So I was like, you know what? Let me do something. So I created a little workshop, very much like off the whim, just, you know, how to actually think about your finances during a macro crisis. And I had people, um, you know, come in donation based, you know, it was free. It was just all about, I just want to make sure that we're good. And people were like, nah, Nia, like this is information we need to know. And as it started to like build on it, I was like, okay. Like then I had some other friends come to me, ask me if I can help them with their finances. I said, help you with your finances. Like I never even, I'm not a financial advisor. Like this is not what I do. But they was like, no, I just need help with the budgeting. I need help with figuring out how to pay off my credit card debt. I want to move into an apartment and I don't know how to like save towards that. So it just started with people just coming to me, asking me questions. And I was like, you know what? We got a business plan over here. <laughs> like We actually have something to build on this. So back yeah. in June, I think of 2020 is when I first started my Instagram page. And is the rest has just been history since then. I continue nice. my clientele, continue to partner with organizations, you know, teach classes. Yeah. And here we are today. I love that. It's so interesting because I feel like a lot of us in the, I call us influencers because I feel like there there is some some influencer component to it, but we are focused on the finances. Um, a lot of us did not start off in the financial arena. Like a lot of us didn't go to college to come out and be like, I'm going to help people budget and get mm-hmm. their finances in order. But it's kind of our passion, like it's built into us. And we've learned so much through our own experiences. I mean, the countless amount of stories that I could tell you about the stuff I learned as a child about money. Mm-hmm. I like, it just, it blows my mind all the time. And even when I think about like the first credit card I got, the first bank account I opened. So I want to know what some of your experiences are. Like what was the first credit card you got and how old were you when you got it? Oh girl, I wish somebody held my hand when I was figuring out this process. <laughs> I got my first credit card, fortunately, during college. You know, a lot of folks don't get a credit card until after college. But I don't know if whoever's out there listening, if you in college, get you a credit card. 
right now because building that during college is so important, especially since I want to like clear something up a little bit. A lot of us black and brown folks have student loans and we think while we're in college, that's building our credit, but no baby, it's not. It doesn't start building your credit until you graduate college. So you in four years, just not even building your credit. If you even graduate in four years, you know what I mean? So like that credit card is so important. And I got my credit card the summer after freshman year. So this is summer 2016. That was a great summer. Oh, that was a great <laughs> summer. <laughs> I walked right over to Bank of America. I told them that I wanted a credit card and I applied for not the student credit card, but the regular like entry level card. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, started from there. Then in 2017 was when I was preparing to go abroad to France, my first time ever being out the country, you know, kind of a, a little ghetto girl and in, in international, that's just blowing my mind. You want to think about it now. And that's when I got my second credit card because my first credit card didn't have, um, I wasn't able to avoid or waive the foreign transaction fees. So I wanted to make sure I was good when I was abroad. So yeah. I got me my Capital One card, which had that for me. And I just continued to like build on that credit during my college. So I didn't get too much into debt while I was in college. But by the time I graduated, I think I had about $2,000 in credit card debt, which is not terrible. Um, But it's terrible when you ain't making $2,000 in income to begin with. So, (laughs) you know, you want to compare it to what you're making, not really so much about like what other people have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, So I love that you got your credit card in college. I think a lot of people do wait until after, but I feel, so I guess there are pros and cons to that, right? Because in college, we are probably making like the worst decisions we could probably Mm -hmm. make, Um, especially (laughs) when it comes to money. So for, for black and brown students who oftentimes do have student loans, we are kind of just stuck with like our student loans and then whatever cash we have, not really thinking about my credit score is going to matter. My credit score is going to mean something if I want to get an apartment after I move out. And a lot Mm -hmm. of us do, um, we'll have some kind of interaction with credit issues or um, I shouldn't say credit issues, but with our credit in general, while we're in college, if we're trying to get an apartment because maybe our parents can't or our aunt and uncle can't. So it's really important to get a credit card as soon as you can, but y'all, here's my caveat to this. Don't get the credit card and then run up a bill, okay? That's, mm-hmm. that's not what we're gonna do. It's really there for you to, like I, I have a Walmart credit card. It was the first one I ever got. I will swipe it for a bag of M&Ms and then pay it off, but I'm not using you know my credit cards left and right. So even when I was in college, I would swipe here and there, get groceries mainly on that and then pay it off. But it's like your credit card is not there for you to just be like, all right, we're wilding, we're in for Forever 21. You know, I, that's where the girls were shopping when we were in school. So make sure that if you get your credit card in college, that you're not just, you know, running up the bag, but that you're using it strategically. And we're going to get to the strategic part of credit cards in a second, because like credit cards can be a double edged sword, but I'm going to mm-hmm. let Nia tell you all about it because I know she got the, she got the good gems for us. Um, and now before we get to the rewards of credit cards and how we can use credit cards to our benefits, I really, really want to get your opinion on whether or not people should pay their bills on a credit card. 
Mm. So I'm, I actually want to mention something that you said earlier that was so important is that definitely making sure that you're paying off your balance in full and by the last date of your billing cycle. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of folks kind of like confuse their billing cycle with like their statement due date. Yeah. No, baby, you actually want to pay it off by that last day because that's the day that it gets reported to the credit bureaus or the credit reporting um, companies. And that's going to impact what we call your credit utilization. So how much you've actually spent compared to what your total credit limit is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Boo the Fool and me when I was in college had promo APR periods. So I didn't have, I wasn't incurring no interest on my credit cards. And that was like, okay for me, because I had the mentality that, you know, I'm going to spend what I can spend. I'm going to pay the minimum. I'll pay what I can. Mm-hmm. And by the time the 12 months hit, because both of them were 12 months um, promos, I'll make sure that it's paid all the way down. That's mistake number one. Red flag, red flag, red flag, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> because that will have you caught up. And though there were times where I didn't have a big balance or I didn't have much of a balance, when you have the mentality that I'm always going to be able to pay it off later, mm-hmm. I promise you, my love, it's not, it's not going to work in your favor. So I definitely, I just wanted to clear that up that that's how I was able to rack up credit card debt because I had that mentality to begin with. So I'm so happy you mentioned like paying it off and paying it off in full. Yes. So <laughs> there's a there's some pros and cons to this, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are in credit card debt, you don't need to be using credit card at all. You need to put that in a dark and dusty place for it to collect dust until you get out of debt because you're going to run up the interest on it, right? It doesn't matter if you pay it off in full what you had that month. If you still continue to carry over your old balance, you get an interest charge on it regardless because it compounds daily. So definitely if you are in credit card debt, this conversation does not apply to you. However, if you are not in credit card debt, you can pay your bills on a credit card. This is what I do actually. So my Capital One card that I have I actually upgraded it from the Quicksilver one, which was, I would say, like the starter pack card to the travel reward card. And this is actually a gem because when you get credit card upgrades, you don't get a new account. So it's not like it causes an inquiry on your credit report. Instead, they just give you a new card with new benefits and you keep your old account number all that information on your credit report. So that is a good way for you to kind of get a better quality card without having to like apply for one. Once I did that, I put all my reoccurring bills that I have on that credit card because now it's giving me something a little bit, a little bit money back. You know what I mean? Like it's giving me miles that I want. So I definitely think that it's, you can be strategic and paying your bills on it. See how I would even pay my rent on it if I could, but my rent, my property my landlord doesn't have they're not tech savvy i don't know what it is it's 2022 <laughs> and i'm still giving them a check they need to okay. get into it what? they need to get into no. it no i'm giving them a check like oh it don't make no sense but they could at least have cash out so <laughs> not girl please <laughs> so i paid my subscriptions i paid my um pay my wi-fi as well as my um my mental health therapy sessions, all on my credit card. And then I have it auto paid before the last di- um, day of the billing cycle. So I don't physically pay the card myself mm-hmm. and I'm never going in debt 
either. So, you know, making sure, as you mentioned, paying it off in full is just very important. So you can, you just got to have the discipline to do that. Yeah. I, so, okay. I'm going to back up because you mentioned something and I, I just want you to explain to the people why this is a big deal. So you said that you started off with like the starter pack credit card, but then you eventually upgraded to like the traveler card, but it wasn't considered a new inquiry on your credit report. And you still get the benefits of that upgraded card. What is the significance of upgrading your credit card from the starter pack to the fabulous one without that inquiry on your credit report? Well, for one, you in the big leads, babes. So like <laughs> now you could start actually doing the things that you want to do. And secondly, it keeps it kind of like freezes your report in a way, because them. if you understand how your credit score works, new inquiries bring your credit score down or it definitely stays on your credit report for at least two years. So if you have like a lot of new inquiries or on your credit report, anytime you try to apply for like new um, credit or a loan or even like an apartment, they're going to they gonna raise their eyebrows at you because it's like, why do you keep applying for all these new things in such a short period of time? So mm-hmm. definitely that upgrade is a gem because you keep in everything locked. Nobody really needs to know that you went to a better bougie card. And then you can start, you know, racking up those points or those miles because I'm a points and miles girl. Cashback is cute you know, Mm -hmm. but I really do prefer like the points and the miles because I'm trying to be outside. Like I said, (laughs) I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. And so one thing that I've talked about before is that um, a lot of times if we have, because we'll, we'll go to a store, right? We'll go to Home Depot. We'll go to Macy's, Dillard's. You might even find yourself at Michael's. And actually, as a matter of fact, I went to Walgreens the other day and they asked me if I wanted a Walgreens credit card. So all of these (laughs) stores now are like, do you want to get a credit card? You can, you know, let us just run your your credit and we'll see if you're um, eligible for a credit card. But as these companies are asking you and and we're just out here like, yeah, sure. Check and see if I'm eligible. Yeah, you can do an inquiry here and there. It almost looks like we have no money because Mm -hmm. we have all these inquiries. And so that can affect your credit score as well. So make sure when you guys are either having companies look at your credit score or and see... I'm, I'm not going to go off on this tangent because now we're going to get into like hard and soft inquiries. And you know what? Let me digress. But y'all, <laughs> make sure that when these companies, like when you are looking to actually get a credit card from a company, that it's not just like, oh, I'm going to get a discount, but I'm not going to get the card. Like make sure it's something that you actually want to do. But also keep in mind that if you are upgrading, there, it shouldn't be another inquiry, right? It should just be like you're upgrading to get a better card. So you can, like you said, get those reward points get that money and we're going to be outside. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's so funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what happened to me back in 2019. I applied for two store-bought cards and didn't even realize it because I just had no understanding of like how store financing where I'm thinking I'm getting a credit account with the bank or with like PC Richards or Masters Firm. I'm mm-hmm. not thinking Synchrony gonna send me a whole card and now I gotta manage this other cards. Like, whoa, oh like that. Oh, like I said, baby, I wish somebody was holding my hand when I was learning all of this. So, right. 
even when you have too many credit cards, and this is another thing, you got to make sure that you have some spending activity on them at some at least once a year because they can definitely close inactive accounts. And, you know, there's some back and forth about this in the credit um, literacy community about whether they can or can't close it and you being able to dispute it. But it's still a lengthier process if you have to like dispute a closed account and that impacts your credit score because now you no longer have that credit limit reporting for you. So don't over, don't get too excited and mm-hmm. apply for all these different causes because they got different offers. Be very strategic <laughs> on why you want this card, how you want to fit into your everyday lifestyle and make sure that you're using the card because my first credit card, the Bank of America one, I literally just had to spend some money on it like a few days ago because I hadn't used it since 2019. I'm not trying to have them close that on me. So I was like, you know, let me just go to Rite Aid, figure that out, you know, whatever, right. get cards, whatever. And I'll figure out how I want to spend that money later. Like, yeah, no, that's a red flag to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. And something you mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned that you actually pay your bills on your credit card. Um, I do the same. So I, I actually put my rent on my credit card um, and then I'll pay it off because I I also want the reward points and I do want to be outside with the rest of the girls. Um, But one thing I will say is that so like sometimes if you guys are paying certain bills on your credit card, um, there might be a fee associated with this. Nia, I don't know Mm. if you've run into that before where it's like you can pay with your credit card, but we're going to charge you extra or something like that. Have you experienced that before? In my old apartment, um, that was the case. Like they... Rather than charge you $3, they would charge you $40. Wow. Yeah, that's a big Elmo number. Like, I had no idea that was... And thankfully, I didn't even know... I didn't even think about paying my rent on my credit card until, like, towards the end of my lease. So I never, like, had to, like, do it. But I was just curious to see, like, if I could do it at least for the remainder of my lease. And once I saw that $40, I was like, yeah, no, the math doesn't math because that's almost $500 extra that I'm paying for the rent for me to live in dingy New York City so I was like yeah no um so if you want to do that make sure that you are incorporating that as a part of your bills because that's essentially a bill for you and if you want to have make sure that it makes sense you know if the $500 that I would have been getting on that made sense in terms of like the savings I can get on like credit card not not credit cards gift cards or even like flights then the math makes sense. But if, if I can't even afford it <laughs> regularly, right. no, baby. Yeah, definitely make sure that, like you said, that the, the math is mathing and that the reward points are going to balance out that cost. So I think, um, so there is a fee associated with me paying like mine on my credit card, but the rewards points balance out mm-hmm. because like you, if you hit a certain amount of points, then it like doubles and then it triples Girl, They got all kinds of stuff going on. my credit <laughs> card. But the rewards points definitely balance out. So I use that, but that is something that you guys should be aware of, which is, you know, and I think it's probably more so for like rent and mortgage that you might run into mm-hmm. these fees, but like, obviously, people are paying their gas and their groceries on credit cards. So, you know, feel free to do that and then pay it off. But definitely find out if there are any fees associated with, like, major um, monthly bills that you might be paying every single month. Because, like you said, that's $500 that we could be putting into savings or investing or something like that. So, y'all, 
watch out for the fees. <laughs> now, um, you've mentioned a couple of credit cards that you have. How did you go about choosing the cards that you currently have? Cool. So my first card, the Bank of America card, I honestly just looked for a cause that was going to give me the easiest like approval. I was like, <laughs> I don't really care how I don't I had no idea even at that time about rewards card or like not really rewards cards, but travel war specifically. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I know the cashback cause is good. I was looking for a cause that I didn't have to pay a fee on because I'm in college. Would I look like paying for a fee for a card? Uh-uh, nah. <laughs> so I looked into like that in the beginning. I would say like that was my process. And what I liked about Bank of America at that time is that it gave me 2% back on groceries. And, you know, as a college student, you know, I'm going to Trader Joe's, I'm going to the grocery store. So I knew I was going to get a little bit of something more in like my groceries. So I was like, okay, you know, I could deal with that. What motivated me to get the Capital One card was that I was like, okay, now I have had this card for about a year now. Now I could probably get a little bit, you know, more of a quality card. And I didn't have like strong spending categories. I think this is like really key too, is that when you're trying to figure out what's the right card or reward-based credit card, you really want to understand where do you really spend most of your money. So as I mentioned, I was still spending most of my money like at groceries, but I was also like taking, you know, transportation. I was buying tickets to go back and forth between school and home. So I didn't have like kind of like the major categories where it's like travel at that time, or if it was, um, dining because I was dining out but I was still broke so like (laughs) not really going out to eat dinner I wasn't even a big um what you call it like order food like person now when I was in college like I was not getting dominoes every single weekend just because again I was broke on work study so what do I look like spending money on that anyway I I was on work study too and I was still out here trying to order as much as I could I I knew I was broke but I was just like I can't cook in this little communal kitchen y'all got over here with two pots. So I, I was the one ordering the dominoes, but I was also <laughs> broke. No shame. You know, we that's past. That's past trauma. We don't we don't talk about that's okay. Right. <laughs> but um, so what I liked about the Capital One call was that it gave me one and a half percent back on every purchase. I was like, okay, that's a little bit something, something that my Bank of America call was giving me because if it wasn't groceries, it was one percent back on everything else. So I was like, you know, that 0.5 percent difference is something. And as I mentioned prior, it gave me the no foreign transaction fees. And that was important from when I went abroad to France because I didn't know anything really, but I knew I didn't want to have to be paying fees. So I was like, okay, right. at least I could use this card when I was abroad. And I didn't go in debt when I was abroad. So I didn't carry any debt over when I came back home. I used budgeting to make sure that I was paying my card off, that I was able to like finance on my trips and stuff because I was paid like $5,000 to go abroad from my school. And I was going to figure out how to use that money. That was the most money I ever saw in my life. So I was like, yeah, we're not going to mess this one up. No. Um, so that was like my Capital One card. So I kept those cards until, you know, I like graduated from school. And then I didn't like, I didn't use cards actually. Once I graduated college up until like early 2021, I stopped using my credit cards. Because mm-hmm. first I needed to get out of credit card debt. So that was one. And I actually used a balance transfer for me to get out of credit card debt. Um, but once I felt comfortable to start using credit cards again, I was like, I need a better card because 
these cards is not caught in the way I want them to call it. <laughs> now that I'm now in my new phase of like spending and it was the pandemic at that time. So again, I went back to see my, what my spending categories was and I was spending a whole lot of money at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. So I was like, all right, I definitely need a card that's going to give me even more at groceries. And at that time I was like, no, now I got money to be dining out and to be ordering <laughs> food from Uber Eats and everything else. So I was looking for like those kinds of like cars that, you know, kind of tailored to like a lot of us young people spend money at anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with the American Expressy because Ooh. I feel, you know, I knew what my credit score was at that time. Um, I think at that time I was like high 700s, like definitely above 750. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. I think I can handle this. And at that time I was like, I'm now comfortable paying an annual fee because I know the annual fee is not even really going to be a factor with the benefits of what the car was going to give me. There you so go. What I really liked about my my gold card is that not only does it give me four X back at groceries and at dining, it also gives me three X back on flights. So if I ever buy like, you know, a flight or whatever, I get that points back, which was pretty lit. And then also it gives me $10 back on $10 a month at Uber Eats um, and Uber in general. And it gives me $10 every month for Grubhub, Seamless and Shake Shack. So I was always giving me a little, you know, doing something for the girls. It's doing something yeah. for me. It's not just the points back. I'm actually getting some benefit that I can spend every single month. And what I really liked was now the welcome offer. Now, timing, right? I mm-hmm. got that card in April of 2021, mm-hmm. right before the summertime and right before I needed to move. Mm-hmm. So it's timing is everything when it comes to like getting a credit card because you want to get that welcome offer. Yeah. Because that's the most points you ever want to get, the most cash back you ever want to get. So mm-hmm. you want to meet that baby because okay. you you know what I mean? It gets you that leg up, it gets you that booster. So I knew that I was going to be going solo travel at around that time. I knew I was going to start planning for that. And I knew I was going to start planning my move. And I needed some summer clothes because I had <laughs> lost a lot of weight at that time. So I yeah. knew I needed to, you know, spend a lot of money. And $4,000 to get 60,000 points sounded easy. And uh-huh. I was like, what do you mean you spent $4,000? Well, what I just told you I'm spending money on, right? Moving, booking travel, all those things. So once I met this 60,000, I think it only took me like three months to meet it. Mm-hmm. I was set. I was good. I was secure. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, kind of like playing with that money since then. How that translates into dollars, it just really depends on um, how you use it. So if I use it like on PayPal, for example, which people now need to know how to maximize these mm-hmm. rewards, right? Because yes. a lot of folks just think that with like cashback and like points, you can only like use them on your billing statement. No, babes, you can use them on online checkout. Like, you know, everyone needs to go get a PayPal account and you need to integrate it, especially if you have a Chase, an American Expressy, a Discover, even though mm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not team Discover over here. We need to graduate from that one. <laughs> okay, I, listen, um, I got Chase, so I need to go get my, my PayPal together. I have a PayPal, but I just don't have it like, set up and everything so yes, I guess integrate. integrate them because anytime let's say if you go to pay, pay for something online and you go and you use like PayPal as the option you can use those rewards in your checkout 
So you could say, maybe I want to use half of my rewards and I want to use half of it on like, you know, my regular, like the regular, like dollars or whatever, or you might want to use the whole thing. Don't know how you feel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's like, I'm so big on that. So definitely make sure you got that integration going yeah. and flowing because I've saved a lot of like online purchases, especially with the solo travel that I did just through that kind of integration alone. So definitely for sure. Um, so I yeah, really I was, like that. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm not gonna cut you off because I, I, I am gonna cut you off, but I like what you just <laughs> said. So I, if I don't, I will forget. Um, but I like what you said where you say you started with like, some people will just start with just, oh, I get cash back and I get rewards points, but then we're not maximizing it. And I literally just spoke to someone the other day. She's like, Nikki, I, I just need help all around. I need help all around. But what <laughs> she brought up is she was like, we, her and her husband, she's like, we have credit cards, but we don't even use the points. Like, I didn't know there were points. And I was like, ma'am, you didn't know there were points. So I started telling her, like, this is just the basics of what you need to know. And you guys, even if y'all just go with the basics of credit cards, you know, there's cashback and you know, there are rewards. Even if you just use those, like that's still your money. You're not leaving mm-hmm. money on the table like that. And then once you get familiar with those, then yeah, you need to maximize. But I promise you, I, I was telling a family member this the other day too. They were like, oh, we have the XYZ credit card, but we want to get another one. And I was like, well, what's the difference in the in the rewards and the benefits? Well, we don't really use those. What? Y'all, we are leaving Bugging. money on the table. Four back, three back. Like, it doesn't matter how much they're multiplying the, the rewards or the returns, you still need to be using it. Even if you're mm-hmm. just being $2 here, $5 there, use that toward gas money. Cause I know the people are out here complaining about gas money every single day. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you guys are looking at your accounts and figure out, do I have cash back or do I have rewards? And then how can I use those rewards? And like Nia said, if you can just use it at checkout by, by synchronizing your PayPal with your account, come on y'all, that's savings right there. So make sure that you are maximizing these rewards and don't just say, oh, well, you know, that's not really my thing. I'm not going to do it. It's, it's literally meant for you. That's why it's on your account. So I just had to cut you off to say that. <laughs> no, I agree with you. You know, I had, um, cause a lot of folks talk to me, my DMs, one fella in particular told me that he don't like credit cards and he gave me a whole like spiel. And I was like, um, you know, I've saved like a thousand dollars off rip just with like credit card rewards and all. He was like, oh really? Well, I guess I just don't understand how it is. And I'm like, yeah, don't tell me you don't like it if you don't just because you don't understand it. Because this is why black and brown people are like, we're not getting it. Like it's not clicking, Steven, because (laughs) we're literally not leveraging personal credit to fund or afford the things we want in this lifetime, especially with inflation inflating the way that it is inflating. Like we want to make sure that we know how to use these rewards because literally companies fund billions of dollars for it to be used use them use them use them if if they weren't there to benefit you like the i assure you the people that got money wouldn't be using them but we Mm -hmm. i mean even just the security of your credit card i remember one time i went to um this happened to me twice i want to say but anyway i went to gas station got gas swiped my debit card the scammer is scamming, right? Scammers. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how, I don't know when, but they got me. So it took me maybe like a week and a half to, for them to figure out like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, we'll give you the money back. It happened again. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm from Tampa. So like the, the scammers really be out here these days, but I went to another gas station, used my credit card that time. They got me again. I was like, bro, when I called the credit card, like help department, whatever, when I tell y'all instantly, that lady was like, okay, ma'am, I'm putting this back on your card right now. Mm-hmm. Just because I told her it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Somebody else got my information. She's like, okay, we'll issue you a new card. But like, it was very easy because your credit card is also offering you a security that your debit card doesn't offer you. Your debit right. card is your money. That's just your money. Your credit card is someone else's money that you're using. And then you'll put your money back on that card. Like there are securities that are built in. So even if you're not using the cashback and the rewards, you still have another form of security in your credit card. So keep that in mind, y'all. That is so important, especially, you know, I'm I'm in a big scam in capital, so I'm from New York. So anywhere I go, I'm using my credit card. However, we do have some communities where you can't use a credit card or I can't even use like my American Expressie because, you know, like the intercharge fees, because this is exactly how credit card companies make money off of the fees that they charge the merchants. And American Expressie fees is much higher than a Visa or a MasterCard or Discover. So in the instances where I can't use, let's say, my American Express, yeah, I use cash. Uh-huh. I don't really use my, my debit card stays at home. I don't even know where it's at. I don't even know where she's at. She's somewhere, but I don't use it. Even when yeah. I, mm-mm. I don't blame you because it's just, once your debit card information is taken, like that the, it's the money compromising is yeah it's compromised the money is gone and then um in tampa like they get you i don't know how they get you but they get you so quick like i was with um i was with my partner she went to walmart and swiped somewhere and then like the next day her credit card or her bank called her and was like so we're just trying to figure out how you was in tampa at seven o'clock and then you was in texas at 702 but the charges are the same though for the same amount. Like it was, it was, it was an odd number. It's like $111 and 11 cents. And she was like, I was mm. out of Texas. So like the, so as, as soon as they get that money, like the money is, is gone because that's your debit card. So y'all just keep in mind that while a lot of us are using our debit card, we can miss out on, you know, the benefits of credit cards. And also Nia, you mentioned this earlier for my people who are heavily in credit card debt. This conversation, just play it in the back of your mind once you pay down some of your debt, but you really, you don't want to try to start like implementing this as you're in the process of debt management. Like this is something that you really want to focus on once you've gotten your, at least your utilization rate is down and it's below, some people say 30%, some people say 20%, but it's it's definitely below 50% for sure. But mm-hmm. this is a conversation where we're talking about rewards, cashback, stuff like that. You're using this because you already have the cash to pay off that balance and you're not carrying over another balance. So honestly, I love y'all, but this conversation is not for my people who are still racking up interest. Like you need to be paying that down first. So then you can come back and say, all right, Nikki and Nia told me like, I can get the rewards, I can get the cash back, and then you go from there. But um, you definitely want to make sure that you are getting the benefits of your credit card, especially if you are in a position where your debt management is good, 
and your spending habits are good. If you're exactly. if, even if you have no debt, you got zero debt, but your spending habits are trash. This conversation ain't for you either. Like, no. you keep keep working on it, and then when you get to a point where you're like, okay. I've used my credit card for what I needed to use it for. I'm done using it for the week or the month or whatever. Then you know you're in a good position to get the, the reward points and the security and stuff like that. Because it really can benefit you to have your credit card. Right. There's a difference between being in debt and using credit. Period. Write that yeah. down. Tattoo mm-hmm. it somewhere. Come back <laughs> to it for a rainy day. There's a big difference between the two and we don't go in debt for things that don't make us money. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Hmm. Oh, that, that we need to put on a t-shirt somewhere. <laughs> we don't do it. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that um, you actually got a chance to study abroad and I've, I know you've kind of hinted at you taking some trips, but I'm wondering, have you ever had like a really good deal with your credit card rewards points that you use for your travel? Oh, that's a great question. Have I? Yes, actually. So when I was booking my travel to go to Chicago, there was like, so there's an additional part of rewards that we haven't even touched on is that your credit card company is going to have partnerships with different um, like brands or vendors to give you an additional like cash back or additional points back. So when I was booking my travel, I saw that there was a, a, like an additional, like if you spend X, you get like X amount of money back with um, Viator. I think I'm saying it correctly, where you can like book all like your experiences and stuff like that. Ah. So that saves me, you know, a good $40. And Mm. on top of that, not only did I use, save the $40, I also used the points as well. So I basically got that for free. I didn't even pay for the experience. So that was like, that was a gem. And I also just want to say this too, you know, for folks who um, shop online, which is going to be most of us, mm-hmm. you also need a Rakuten account. Mm-hmm. Rakuten is a cashback provider that also partners with different companies um, to give you the additional like cashback. Now, mm-hmm. see, this is where this is where the strategy comes in, right? Because you're using your credit card to make online purchases that already gives you cash back or rewards back. And then you're activating your rewards back with Rakuten. So now you get in double double boys for one purchase. Come on, y'all. Wow. Get, and then you're getting paid every quarter from Rakuten for the purchases that you make. Start charging interest on your transactions, period. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're all shopping online, especially during the pandemic. We were mm-hmm. all shopping online. So yeah, y'all definitely look into that. I, I actually had some people ask me about it and I've not had the time to look into it or actually like open up an account myself, but it is on my to-do list for this summer because we like, we need to start using all of the benefits and the programs and the apps and companies that are going to give us cash back that we can use for literally anything we want to use it for. So y'all definitely check that out. For sure. And I'm wondering, so I know you mentioned your solo trips. Where Did you use any of like your rewards points or anything for your solo trip that you had? Yeah. So I used it for, for me to go see the, um, in Chicago, they have like this 360 view. So I used that. So I got to see the view for free, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
I was on like this boat tour that toured me around Lake Michigan. So I also used that for free as well. Nice. And then when, it, when I was in Atlanta, I went to the spa for free on my point. So I was like, you know, trying to figure out different ways for me to like use it without getting my points to be too, too low. Because mm-hmm. like I told y'all, the most you're going to get is from that welcome offer bonus. Yeah. So the only way you're going to build up your points is either through you know, using the card or activating those offers, like I mentioned, um, or referring people to your credit card. Uh This is another hack, y'all, because since I've had my American Expressy, I've referred three people to it. And that's gotten me like over 10,000 points. Over it. Yes. So this is why we need to start talking within our community, right? Because if someone is saying, like, I want a new card, you know, in a way, kind of sell them your card, talk about the benefits of the card, tell them why you like the card, and then refer them for that card so that you can start getting commissions off of these referrals. And then now you teach them to rinse and repeat for themselves. Because most credit card companies are going to give you like a certain like maximum of people that you can refer to get rewards back. Mm -hmm. So for American Express, it's 55,000 points per year. Wow. With my Capital One card, it's 50... 50 points in total per year. So you can make five referrals. Each referral is 10 points, 10,000 points. I think Chase has their own referral program and Mm -hmm. Discover and Bank of America's Basuda Trash. They don't got their own. Um, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Bank of America, like Bank of America has been taking us out since college and I've just Sorry, Bank of America, y'all hit me up for a deal later, but I just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They got some things. Some friends like your overdraft fees, accidentally getting overdraft. Listen, we're I'm not going to talk about Bank of America, but y'all know I use Chase, so that's why I'm going to rock with (laughs) it. Now we were talking a little bit before um, before our episode actually, and you were telling me about this um six dollar flight that you had so i just want you to tell the people about this six dollar flight that you had y'all i didn't even know you could pay a flight for six dollars that's how you know (laughs) i'm moving different like don't tell don't talk to me any other way don't look me in my eyes (laughs) 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 so one thing that i told you that is very important is that when you get a travel awards credit card specifically you want to make sure who the travel partners are or how you can redeem travel with that credit card. So for American Express, they have a bunch of different travel partners and one of them is Delta. So if you have like, for example, Delta, you want to make sure you have their loyalty program, which is free. You know, you don't have to pay to be a Delta loyal member. So I saw that if I use points for my for my trip to go to Chicago, it was going to cost me 8,000 points or 8,000 miles. And I'd only have to pay $6 in fees and taxes. Wow. Fees and taxes. Right. Together. Right. Because, you know, when you look at your your plane ticket and you look at the fees and taxes on it, you like, wait, how is that more expensive than the actual flight? (laughs) This is not making no sense whatsoever. Somebody run these numbers again. Yeah. (laughs) So when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, immediately transfer. Like, I don't even need to think about that. Right. Right. that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that I can start, you know, 
really understanding the power of like transferring your points over to like these reward um, Mm -hmm. loyalty programs it was a wrap. And then, you know, now I can say like, yeah, I went to Chicago for six dollars per. Hmm. <laughs> right. I had a lot of people ask me, like, how did you even do that? Like they thought that I was on Expedia or something. I was like, girl, Expedia, bye. Yeah. OK, or we don't, even, we we don't even do that. No <laughs> <laughs> so I have been paid. I really play for flights now, actually. Like I actually yeah. got I'm going to Afro Nation this summer. Oh, I'm going okay. to be in Portugal um, for that segment. And I got that on points. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. But and the fees so- and taxes was more expensive, actually, not to cut you off. That was actually $200, but because it's international, right? $200 versus, remember, I told you we are in inflationary times, right? Yeah. A round trip was $1,000. That's peanuts. That's like what you actually pay versus the cost of the round trip is mm-hmm. that's crazy. Wow. That's amazing. And I think what you mentioned earlier is so key. Really the timing of getting that credit card to get that promo is so important because I, I remember when I first, like my first promo, I don't remember what card it was, but it was like spend $3,000 in three months and you get 30,000 points. Mm-hmm. And I, the words out of my mouth were literally, who can afford to spend $3,000 a month? That's crazy. Now, at the time, I also wasn't really making that much. But when I got my Chase card and I um, got the promo, it was like spend $4,000 in 90 days and you get, you know, however many points. What I tell y'all, I spent that money so fast. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were probably six months into that 90 day or six weeks into that 90 days. And I was like, I think we have hit the $4,000. But I mean, it was all timing, right? Like we were getting our dog trained. So we put that on the card. We were buying furniture. So I think we put that on the card. We put some other stuff. So it's all about timing. And then it just so happened that that summer, um, we needed to like very quickly buy flights to come to DC because my Mm. partner had just found out that she had gotten her job in DC. So we were like, oh shoot, we need to go to DC and like scope out the land. But we did not like budget that. So we had the points, we paid $0 for the flights, came back. Like it, it was, it worked out perfectly to use those points, but it was the timing of it all that really worked out. So we could even get those points because of what we had going on at the time. So if you guys are, you know, trying to get on Nia's level and not be <laughs> down here with the pageants like moi, you really need to think about when it's a good time for me to open my credit card to get that promo or to even upgrade it, right? Like sometimes when you upgrade your card, they'll give you some kind of promo at that time as well. So timing is going to be very, very important. And Nia, girl, like you have inspired me to look up Chase's referral program, Rakuten, like all the things because we don't want to leave money on the table. And we also want to make sure that, like you said, we're maximizing these benefits and these programs that are out there for us. Yeah, girl. And, you know, one thing I, you know, this is kind of like my last gem that I'm going to drop because I, <laughs> I love talking about this one, like, because this one blew my mind. Um, something we got to realize too is that with these credit card, like spending categories, it's not what you buy, it's where you're buying. Where you're buying it, yep. Right? And what are so, they going to classify it as? Right, so com- reading comprehension, y'all, this is important. Financial literacy is key when you understand this one. 
when it says supermarkets and grocery stores, that means you can shop at that location. They don't care if you buy a tomato. They don't care if you buy clothes from there, right? So if you have a credit card that gives you an additional money at grocery stores and supermarkets, you need to be buying gift cards from them because Mm -hmm. now you're flipping the money, not even realizing that you're like, you can use it how you want now. That's how I'm actually finance, um, not finance because I didn't finance, I paid it in cash, but that's how I got my Airbnb. Um, when I went to Chicago, I bought a $500 Airbnb gift card from Whole, from Whole Foods, so Jeff Bezos store, <laughs> and I flipped that to 2,000 points. So wow. rather than, if I would have just paid that regular just on the Airbnb, I would have only gotten 500 points. Mm. I got 2,000 points because so I didn't you, that. So you bought the Airbnb gift card. And then you use that gift card to actually pay for the Airbnb, but you still got the points because you bought it at a grocery store, right? And then it multiplies because mm-hmm. it's specifically a grocery store. Right. And then paid it off in cash, right? So I didn't go into debt. I got mm-hmm. the points and I right. went to solo travel. So that's why it's very key to understand like how these rewards are working. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a big, that's a big gem. Yeah, that's a big one. And I know sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, but I have to go to the store and buy the gift card. And like, y'all, a lot of the stuff you can do on the internet. <laughs> you can a lot, a lot of this, I, I guarantee you, you can buy a gift card on the internet. As a matter of fact, I think you can um I think you can go to most stores and they have like a gift card like section of their website, mm-hmm. some of them, where you can just pick a gift card and and pay for it. So it sometimes it feels like, oh, this is too much. Is it worth it? But I mean, 2000 points that you got just by simply getting the gift card, that's that's pretty dope. So please don't miss out on these rewards and these points. Um, Nia, thank you so much for being with us today. I mean, you definitely dropped some gems today. I'm going to need everybody in the Black Girl Budget community to <laughs> go follow Nia, um, but also to use these tips and tricks that she gave us because like you said, in the Black and Brown community, we do need to start talking about this and how can we benefit from mm-hmm. credit cards because uh, your credit card is a tool. It is a tool that you can use to elevate yourself, to elevate your finances. So make sure that you're not missing out on that. And Nia, thank you so much because I definitely learned something today and I know the BGB community learned something today today. So before we let you go, if we want to, to just get more of you, see more of you, where can we follow you on social media? And do you have anything that's coming up um, in the near future, maybe courses or classes, books, anything like that? Yes, y'all. Thank you, Nikki, for having me. This has been fun. Um, definitely, we should do this in the future sometime, Absolutely. whenever, whenever the universe <laughs> allots. But y'all can follow me at the Money Coach. There is no C. There's just SH Money Coach. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok because I'll be on all three of those platforms. We'll be talking, moving, and grooving. (laughs) And, you know, I just dropped my first ebook bundle, Young, Gifted, and Black Wish Money, which is a financial resource that helps our generation financially transition into early adulting because I'm tired of us saying it's hella ghetto. It ain't hella ghetto when you figure this out. So, because we want to be, you know, set stacked and secured. Make sure y'all go cop that 
let me know your feedback. Definitely, I always host um, live master classes for the book buyers as well. So you don't actually have to pay for classes. You pay for the book. The book is essentially like your textbook. And then we're always going to have community learning, as I mentioned. Um, if anyone is interested in hosting a workshop with your community, definitely let me know as well, because nice. I love felicitating workshops within our community for us, by us, because who else is going to teach us but us? You feel me exactly. now? Exactly. I love that so much. Thank you. Y'all. So y'all heard Nia. She's on the Tiki Talk. She's on the Twitter <laughs> and she's on the gram. I'm actually about to follow you on TikTok because I didn't know you had one. Um, so <laughs> y'all definitely check her out and please go grab a copy of her book. It's Young, Gifted, and Black Witch Money. I'm actually going to check it out as well because I mean, like you said, each one teach one basically is what we what we need to be doing right now. So thank you so much, Nia, for being with us today. You guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Make sure you follow Nia and we will see you on the next episode of Black Girl Budget Podcast. See y'all.